0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job, and a good bite, is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Coming up today, Corbin Heim makes his Fish and Paul Bunyan Country debut. Corbin is a guide with First City Guide Service and does a lot of fishing here in the Bemidji area. We'll get his take on what's going on and a fast five. All coming up. Fishing pool keys, tackle box in my hand. I'm gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man. But the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass. And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my mercury right in the bank. Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me, cause I'm fishing on Bunyan Country. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. I'd like to invite you to drop a line in one of the 400 lakes in the Bemidji area. We have 160 miles of biking trails, forest trails, campsites. You can even get your picture with Paul Bunyan and Babe is Blue Ox. And when your adventures are done, we have some of the best eateries that Minnesota has to offer. Plus, much, much more. And don't forget to check us out at the Minnesota State Fair in the Education Building. Bemidji, one step further. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander, the Jason that can grow a beard like a grown up, and this is fishing all New country. Well, today we're checking in with Corbin Heim. He's with First City Guide Service in the area. I got the, uh, the word from uh, Chaz Tobias. He'd be a great guy to talk to, so I am talking to him. Uh, first of all, Corbin, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Kev.
0: So tell me a little bit about yourself, Corbin. Um, where, where do you hail from, and how long have you been plowing the waters in the Bemidji area?
1: Um, I'm originally from um the northern suburbs, Blaine, Minnesota. That's where I went to high school, graduated from Blaine. Uh went to college up here at BSU and absolutely fell in love with the area and so I decided to stick it out up here and uh didn't really plan on being a fishing guide this early in my life. It kinda of stumbled in my lap. Chaz gave me a really good opportunity, um, so I took it. You know, I I love fishing and I was still fishing every day. I figured I might as well get paid to do it at least, so
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Um, I, yeah, I I I fish mainly the Bemidji cast chain kind of all over. I do a lot of the small lake stuff, too, but uh, that's normally where I do a lot of my guidance, Bemidji cast
0: chain. So you uh, you went to Blaine, you came here to BSU. Was the fact we're on the shores of Lake Bemidji in the midst of the forest, was that a key factor for you?
1: I, I think that's what did it for me. When I'm sitting in class looking at uh, the lake outside, it's hard to hard to pay attention when you're wanting to be out fishing or watching the other people fish while you're trying to study, so doesn't work out too good
0: so uh, i'm guessing you didn't get a degree in fish guide guiding <laughs> no i got a degree in engineering technology
1: from bsu uh and uh, like i said I, I planned on doing that but this kind of fell in my lap and when you love fishing as much as i do you kind of take advantage of it
0: absolutely no question so you were out guiding today and, and obviously doing it quite often uh how has the bite been recently for you the last couple weeks or so
1: it's starting to pick back up. We were kind of in the dog days of summer, as we like to call it, obviously, and we're 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 definitely picking it up, picking up now. Um, but these these nights getting back into the 50s and 60s and stuff, it's it's really making the fish turn back on, and they're not as lethargic, and definitely opening the mouths a little bit more for us.
0: What are they interested in right now?
1: um today we did pretty good on you know slip bobber and crawlers or slip bobber and leeches and then a lot of the times if those won't go um, i'll toss a jig and wrap or a big uh swim bait at them something to get that aggressive reactive bite um usually it's one or the other and this time of year and there's other ways you can catch them right now a couple of the lakes they've got a lead core bite that's just turning on if you like doing that um there's also uh also, always fishing the weeds. Obviously, there's walleyes in the weeds all year round, and so if you like pulling spinners along the weed lines or just you know jigging them in, all it always catches fish. But that's a good multi-species program right now. Um, but a lot of the walleyes are starting to do that spreading out thing that they do this time of year. Um, but they're 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 still eating pretty good. So,
0: understanding that you aren't going to tell me any super secret spot or small super secret lake. Um, what what lakes have been the best for you this year?
1: So I'd say the cast chain is really heating up. You know, Cast Lake itself is, if you, can, if you can go out there and find the fish, though, they're, they're usually eaten if you can put the right presentation in front of them. Um, just the other lakes connected to that chain in general, Andruja, Wolf, Kitchy, those are all really, really good lakes, and I love fishing them. Um, Bemidji has been absolutely phenomenal this year, and not just for numbers, but the size quality that I'm starting to see. Um, it's probably the best I've seen in a few years out there. There's a lot of 20 to 24 inch fish out there, and it's it's it's, it's awesome going out there and being able to stack a bunch of those up and and have some fun. So um, other than that, there's a lot of other small lakes in the area that are good, but I think those the cast, cast chain and Bemidji are definitely really good right now. Plan Pan was really good this spring, um, but I think it's tapered off a little bit now. I haven't been out there in a couple of weeks though. So.
0: One of the things I've noticed this year, I mean, even in the uh, the dog days, I've still, the most guys I talk to are finding some fish, and I think part of that might be it's it's a little cooler this year than it has been. Uh, and secondly, it's just we just got better equipment, and, and we just understand things a little bit more, and we're able to find fish uh, where, you know, 15, 20 years ago, they probably were there, we just couldn't find them
1: exactly all these spots that guys just they call fishy spots obviously because they've always gone there and it's caught them in the past well there's you know they, it can be a fishy spot but you know it's got to have the right conditions and using your electronics and your graphs is that uh, that's the best way to you know to decide which spots you're going to fish or not you know take a wind-blown shoreline for example and go graph it and you're going to see them if they're there if they're not don't don't fish it go find somewhere where you're grafting them if you're not seeing them they're not there
0: in addition to just getting good reports this year, I think virtually every lake I've discussed on the air with somebody has told me what you just told me. Size of fish this year have been really good. There's just some really nice year classes kind of across the board that uh, that are going on right now.
1: Yeah, the, the Bemidji area really really knows how to grow them, that's for sure.
0: Um and yeah, and, you know, a lot of those lakes it's absolutely natural, which is of course pretty amazing too.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Some some of the lakes like Turtle, uh, moleville Turtle River, all those lakes are have extremely good quality walleye fishing in them, and it's just it's natural. It's awesome.
0: Is that mainly what you do? Uh, is walleye fishing? Is that what most of your clients are looking for? Yeah,
1: I, I mainly guide for the walleyes. Um, if I get kids in the boat, I don't have a problem chasing the panfish. I like the jumbo perch on the cast chain, or those are some of the best perch in the country as far as the size of those and the amount of them too that you can get into sometimes so it's fun to get into those too but ma- mainly walleye. i'd say 90 percent of my trips are directed towards walleye fishing
0: corbin hyman's my guest he's a guide with first city guide service here in bemidji and up next we'll ask corbin about his average client i'm jason durham the smarter and better looking jason and this is paul bunyan country outdoors This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu. This is Mandy and you're listening to Paul Bunyan's Country Outdoors. Bemidji Area Guide, Corbin Heim of First City Guide Service, my guest today. And Corbin, are you uh, getting people that are used to fishing and uh, just want a guide for uh, an area they're not familiar with, or is it people that uh, have never done it before?
1: I, I get a mix, honestly. I get, uh, I, I get people that are pretty good. Pretty good anglers, and they're just trying to get that next step up, that next edge. And these are guys that have their own boats, their own equipment, and they just want to learn how to use them a little better and learn some new tactics, tactics and techniques, obviously. And then I get people on the opposite side of the spectrum—people who, when they get in my boat, the first thing they do is they hold, you know, a spinning reel upside down, and you're like, "Oh, okay, here we go." And so you gotta, you know, and and that's fine. I don't—I love teaching new people too, and you know, getting back to the basics and showing them everything about fishing. And then eventually, you know, after they've had a couple of trips with a few different guides or whatever, then they, they really open up and they, they become good fishermen. It's really nice to see, you know, people that I've seen a couple of years in a row um, really turn into really good anglers over the years. It's, it's, it's fun.
0: So you've been fishing for a long time and you've seen a lot of gear come and go. Uh, anything new out there that you uh, really like right now?
1: I'm sure everybody is gonna talk about live scope with that question. <laughs> um I, I, I've got it in my boat and I use it especially when I'm uh doing the slip bobber thing. Um but I don't like to get pigeonholed to that. Obviously I like to look at my other things, my down imaging. My side imaging I think is the most important tool in my boat. The live scope doesn't come down until I see what I wanna see on the on the side imaging. Um, and there's times where I go days where I don't even turn the live scope on. Um, you definitely don't need it, but it is fun to watch them actually hit your bait or just see the fish move. And it, it is definitely a tool to see, you know, watch the fish come up the break, down the break. Instead of just with your down imaging, you gotta drive over the fish you your 2D, you gotta drive over the fish every time to see them. So it's definitely a tool, but it, it, it's, it, I wouldn't say it's something that, uh, it's gonna be my favorite forever you know i might get a little old but with that slip bobber technique that's pretty hard to not use it
0: well it there's a lot of opinions about it as you're well aware i'm sure
1: oh yeah and it, it, I, i'm sure that uh people are talking about with the musky world just banning it and the, their tournaments and whatnot And i guess uh, there's like, like you said everybody's got an opinion on it i think it's uh I think it's an awesome tool. Whether I think it should be in tournaments or not, I guess that's up to each individual tournament. Um, but uh, I guess I'll leave it at that. I don't really have a, I don't really go lean one way or the other on it. As far as that goes, I think there's a time and a place for everything.
0: Yeah, I think you know most of the guys I talk to says if they if they don't have it yet. They, most a lot of them have it. A lot of them say, yeah. "Well, I probably am going to get it," but they're they're kind of ambivalent. They they they're not sure. They're not exactly sure, but uh, but it's it's really hard to, it, to it, say it, no. It's a
1: different t- it's a different type of fishing, that's for sure. Kind of, I don't want to say it takes away from it because it's a different type of fun. Being able to see the fish eat your bait or seeing how the fish reacts to your technique or your bait or whatever you're doing, um, but it does take away, you know, a little bit of the, the knowledge and the the, tact, the skill that you need to do some of these things, you know, versus before. You couldn't see how the fish reacted to it so you had to change your tactics change what you were doing and dial in on that versus now you know you know right away what, what they're hitting. and it's, it's definitely a game changer that's for sure
0: well i'm uh, I'm so old I remember when there were no electronics when I was a very young lad and uh, you know it was lining stuff up uh, on you know in the water we were across from that house and that tree and that's where they were before that's that's how my grandpa figured it out.
1: Yeah, did you drop some marker buoys off the side? Oh of yeah,
0: we did that too. Yeah,
1: did you did you paint them black too to
0: stay stealthy? <laughs> no, I don't think he did. <laughs> oh, <That's... laughs> oh man, but yeah, it's a, it's a different world now for sure. And and I think you know once, well, I mean, let's look at computers, look at uh, everything we have. You know, um, I was told one time there there would never be an internet computer in our studios. Now every room in the business. Biz- <laughs> <laughs> the business has an internet computer. Yeah. Uh, once yeah, it's here, it's here.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing how some of these boats. Uh, when you look at them, with you know six, seven, eight graph screens, in some of them, and then you go back and look at these old timers' boats, and maybe lucky if they even have a graph on them. They might have you know just one one depth finder, no actual fish finder. So,
0: yeah, absolutely, Um, So, when you're not fishing for walleye, is there anything else you like to go after? Um. In the spring, I like doing the
1: sturgeon thing. Um, I know it gets a little hectic up there with all the boats, but you know it all, it all, all that uh, all that stress goes away of the boat traffic as soon as you've got a big one on the line and you're railing it in it's It's, it's a workout, but it's fun I really do like doing that
0: oh it's uh I, I think there are very few serious anglers who don't want to do that at least you know every other year or so.
1: Yeah, it's pretty I and mean, I, I like chasing crappies too in my free time. You know, I don't when I'm guiding. You know, like I said, most people want to catch walleye and so that's most of my most of my time. You know, even on my days off, I'm out trying to find the next bite for my ne- for my next guide trip or whatever whatever it may be. Um, so some days it's nice to just go out and catch something different, go after some crappies or some big bluegills or big jumbo perch. Obviously, it's uh, it's nice to change it up every once in a while and not just do the same thing day after day.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, outside of the electronic stuff, uh, any new rods, reels, lures, stuff that uh, that come down the pike the last year or two that you're really taking a shine to? Um,
1: I'm pretty basic with my uh, techniques, honestly. I mean, uh, I do a lot of Lindy Reagan and a lot of slip bobbering. Um, I, I use jigging wraps here and there, and I do like those uh, Acne Hyper Rattles. Uh, those came out last year, um, but I, I wouldn't say anything you know crazy sticking out at me. Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head, at least.
0: Still to come, Corbin faces his Fast Five initiation. I'm Kevin Cochran, celebrating another year of patiently educating Kev Jackson on fishing, salt bunion, and Today, this is Mike Fresh of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Joining me today is Corbin Heim from First City Guide Service. And Corbin, you've been fishing most of your life, obviously, and uh, and now you find yourself uh, doing this this guiding thing. Are you ever going to be one of those guys that uh, maybe slides into the tournament fishing scene, or are you like the guide biz?
1: Um, I do I do fish some tournaments. Um, I fish some local ones around here, and I actually fished as a co-angler in the NWG the first couple of events this year just because it's before our guide season, so it wasn't like I had to take time off work to do it. So it was just nice to go out and fish with, you know, true professionals who, who, who do this for a living, too, and a lot of them are also full-time guides or, you know, fishing enthusiasts, and they, they're, they're really good sticks, and you can learn from them. So I did that, and I have fished a few Ames events um, throughout the years, and I've, I fish Walleye League every week through the Northwoods. Um, so I do some competitive fishing, and I do plan on uh, I plan on guiding, obviously, you know, um, and, and until I get sick of it, which I don't think will ever happen. But uh, definitely tournaments too. Um, I I don't think I'm going to quit guiding to become full-time tournament angler or anything like that. But I'll definitely. Uh, definitely keep you know getting my feet wet with them every year just you know maybe a few more each year until i'm comfortable doing you know maybe full-time nwt we'll see
0: so were you um part of the bsu fishing scene when you were at the on on the campus no
1: that was kind of that was kind of a lot of the the bass guys obviously and i like doing the walleye stuff i i i did a little bit of bass fishing when i was in high school and uh i had a bunch of buddies that were on the team obviously and i definitely helped them uh pre-fish for derbies and stuff like that but nothing crazy no i didn't do the i, I didn't actually do the the uh collegiate series or anything like that uh, or, or join the club i just uh i just fished with them sometimes
0: well corbin uh, are you familiar with the fast five
1: um i think i've heard it a couple of times i think uh, i think i don't I know what you're uh, getting at
0: all right well we just want to learn a little bit more about you so uh well these five sure. questions will help us test five 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 uh we will start out with question number one i think i can guess it just based on the conversation thus far but what is your favorite fish to catch
1: uh definitely the walleye um i'd say definitely the walleye and then a little ways down the list you've got the, the sturgeon
0: okay question number two what is your favorite fish to eat
1: jumbo perch um those things are delicious I, I think they've got a little sweetness to them, almost. It's 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 really good. Um, definitely, definitely the best fish to eat, in my opinion, would be jumbos.
0: All right, you know, you so far. That, that's a lot of guys who choose walleye number one, choose perch as their favorite to to eat. That's not unusual. I agree with you. I think, especially, uh, uh, you know, hard water perch. Uh, real fresh, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, cold water perch—they taste really good. And honestly, when I'm guiding for walleyes a lot, obviously I keep—I have to keep a lot of fish for my customers, and, and so I do that. So I, you know, and, and when I'm fishing by myself, I, you know, just to uh, not put as big of a dent in the population, I guess I'd rather keep a few perch for myself and keep more walleyes, and they taste better, in my opinion. So I, I, that's probably why I choose them.
0: All right, question number three: What is the first fish you ever caught, and how old were you?
1: I don't know exactly how old I was, um, I, my, my mom has a picture of it, and it's, it's a bluegill and I caught it on a, on a dock with my grandpa, um, it's a, so it's a, I definitely remember it, um, but I don't remember the exact age, I'd probably have to say four or five maybe.
0: Do you recall what lake it would have been?
1: Um, it, I don't remember exactly what lake, but it would have been in the Ogilvy area, it might have been Pan Lake or Knife Lake or Fish Lake, one of those probably, I used to have fished those with my grandpa quite a bit.
0: Okay. Question number four. We're moving away from fishing for a moment. What is your favorite movie of all time?
1: Oh, let's see here. Let's go with uh, Goon. Goon? Yeah, it's a hockey movie.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's... uh... Fairly recent, I believe, than the last.
1: Um, there's a there's a couple of them. There's Goon and there's Goon Two, the Enforcer. But the first one I think is pretty good. Okay, I think they're pretty funny movies. That's for sure.
0: Were you a hockey player?
1: I was a hockey player.
0: So you played for the Bengals.
1: Yep, and I think that's probably where I get my competitive drive for fishing. From obviously, is you know being an athlete back in high school, and so I, and now I just you know using that competitive drive towards fishing instead.
0: Alright, well, question number five. Since you obviously have been on the ice before, hard water or soft water?
1: Um, I'd probably have to pick soft water still. Um, I, I get really busy in the winter with the ice fishing thing, and I, I do it a lot, but it, it, it's a little bit more stressful with the plowing and constantly, you know, just the worry about taking care of people and making sure nothing's going wrong out there. So that takes a little bit of the fun, away of, of, the fun of it away for me. But I still love it. But I think the open water, you know, just being being as mobile as you're able to be in a boat and fish all the different spots you can in a day, which which you can do, you know, ice like fishing with a four wheeler and a portable, but it it still takes a lot of time, you know, drilling holes and it's cold and you gotta get the heater going and everything. So I'd still probably pick soft water. Yeah, I, uh,
0: I'm a total wuss. I'll take soft water any day of the week.
1: I, I actually, so I, I, I wish it was like 40 to 55 degrees all year. I I, I, I like the cold. Um, obviously, you know, not the extreme cold. Um, but I, I these hot days like today, these can go away. I, I don't <laughs> like Florida or California or anything like that. I, I like our springs and falls here.
0: Yeah. Well, you're not you're not alone in that regard. That's pretty pretty typical up here. Well, listen, Corbin. If people want to hire you and uh, learn some stuff from you, how do they go about doing that?
1: Um, the easiest way it would just be get a hold of us on Facebook. Um, so Chaz owns the owns the business, obviously First City Guide Service, and he was awesome to bring me on a few years ago. Um, so just you can look up First City Guide Service on Facebook, um, or you can just search me or Chaz and message us, and we'd be glad to get you in the boat or get you on the ice and get you taken care of.
0: All right, he's Corbin Heim with First City Guide Service. He made his Paul Bunyan Country debut today. Uh, Sounded like a savvy veteran, Corbin. Excellent work. Thank you for being here today.
1: Thanks, Kev. I really appreciate you having me.
0: That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Another reminder that if you're listening on KBU 101, chances are you heard an edited version of the show. If you'd like to hear the entire interview with Corbin, you can do that by going to the website. KB101FM.com or KBUNSportsRadio.com. And going to podcast, choosing Paul Bunyan Country, you can listen to that interview and any of our interviews at your leisure. Or you can subscribe at Podcast One or on the Pod MN app, which will also give you access to a lot of other Minnesota-based podcasts. And, uh, again, listen at your leisure. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for being here. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and KICK-FM in Alexandria.